you can't fix. If you can't fix what's broken, you'll, uh, you'll go insane. It's Jay and Adam. It's Previewed. It's Previewed's Fix It with Adam and Jay. Hey, Peaches! Oh, welcome to Fix It, where friends don't let friends fix pop culture alone. I'm Adam. And I'm Jay. And you're... Our listener. Well, hey there, v- listeners. Hey there, ho there, hi there, v- 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 listeners. I hate me too. Jay, it's okay. <laughs> it's it's almost nine thirty on a Sunday night, bud. Who know, who knows what's about to happen? That's right, baby. It's about to get wacky. It's about to get weird. And as a special little treat, we have producer Brian in the studio. Hello there, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> and we got him his own mic. That's right. Masquerade. <laughs> Paper faces on parade. You, dude, I hate, I hate you so... We're, we're testing the mics before we started. And we're like, we're like, oh, testing one, two, three, testing one, two, three. And it goes to Brian. He's like, masquerade. I'm like, that's going to be stuck in my head for the rest of the week. That's the worst thing you can say during a mic check. <laughs> I don't need Phantom of the Opera just banging around my brain. Oh, that's Phantom? Mm-hmm. Of the Opera. Oh, I, I had <laughs> I had no idea what you guys... I thought you guys were just making that up. I didn't know that was an actual song. Are you being serious right now? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and I'm Adam. And I. <laughs> Welcome to Fix It. Uh, you may know us uh, as Adam and Jay from the the absolute, uh, the the red dwarf son of a YouTube reaction channel podcast. Wow. A veritable black hole of awesomeness of reactions and nerd content on, on the YouTube platform. Previewed. You may know us from there. You also may know us from... All them banks we robbed back in 72. (laughs) (laughs) But this is our show, Fix It, where every week Adam and I come together and we take a piece of pop culture that maybe missed the mark. Maybe didn't quite get there. Maybe just needed a couple extra parsecs to get there. (laughs) I see what you did. And we fix it. And uh, this week uh, we are going to be fixing uh, the... The Star Wars Le- Legends, or what is it? What, 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 it's what, a like, Star Wars story, Jay. Star Wars story. The, the Star Wars story, Solo. It's a Star Wars story, Jay. The Han Solo vehicle. Solo. The final... No, no, it should have been. Uh, it would have been nice if it was. The next to last Star Wars movie Disney's made. Yeah. Yep. Cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, we've been goofing and gabbing all week. It's been a fun week. Uh, and I'm just now realizing, getting back into the mindset of, oh, yeah, what was it like back in 2018? Brian, when did this one come 2017? out? 2017? This came out in 2018. 2018. Last Jedi was 2017. This was 2018. Six months later. And then, yeah. Getting back into the mindset of, hey, remember what Star Wars was like back then? And it's slowly been dawning on me as you've been talking. Like, oh, yeah. It was a dark time in the galaxy. <laughs> I remember how I feel when this movie you came know, out. And that's actually the reason I initially... Watching it for this show was the first time I actually had watched this movie. 
And I'm actually kind of bummed about that because I had such a, I personally had such a sour taste in my mouth after The Last Jedi that I specifically didn't go see Solo. Yeah. And I kind of wish that I went because if I'm, as much as, you know, we've watched some stinkers the past couple of weeks. There's been some ones that have truly not, not quite gotten there. Um, But this one, I actually like, this movie across the board, I actually had a good amount of affection for watching through. Okay. I mean, overall, this is the best Disney Star Wars movie. I would agree. Of the five that they've made so far. Yeah. This is the best one. Absolutely. This is the one that's most rewatchable. Yeah. I mean, it, it leads to a whole lot of nothing, but, and that's probably one of the problems they of this movie is they, oh boy, were they trying to set a lot of stuff up when they really shouldn't have been. I don't know. I think you got, when you're a Star Wars property, you kind of have to. I don't I think. I feel like you got to you got to swing for the fences a little bit. You got to give yourself plenty of runway. It's no, but you no, Lashy, look at me. I am look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. It's weird of me. Where's Lyle? <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> I got to pick one. It's either Bruce or Brian or Adam. <laughs> we are Jay, I'm wearing the shirt, all right? I know who you're picking. Oh man. Uh, I'm picking Rachel, obviously. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Surprise! You got me. Screw Yay! you guys. Screw you. <laughs> oh man, uh, this uh, look. It's we we're now living in a time in which it's like st- Star Wars not getting a full trilogy is a relatively new concept. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like you gotta swing for the fences with these kind of things because, like, of course you're gonna get a couple more movies because it's Star Wars. But then. Uh, well, well, whoopsie doodles. Oops, it was too late to reshoot this movie for a third time. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I'm actually like unclear as to what all those issues ended up being uh, with the reshoots. I think I, I I know. Oh, I'm sure we'll get to. I know it we with... have Brian chomping at the bit over there to uh, let us know. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> I said steak, Brian. <laughs> but before we get to Brian and all the, the all of this, because this is a whole thing. Hey, Jay. Mm-hmm. How you doing, bud? I'm great, man. I got a big old cup. <laughs> I got one of them big Stanley cups, and I'm just sipping and sipping and dreaming away, baby. Mm-mm. I'm actually good. I'm actually really good. Why are you we so had, good? Well, it's nice to be back in the flow of making stuff. Mm-hmm. It's back. It's it's fun having like a fullish schedule. And we kind of have like a new mindset with all the stuff that we're making. And like, I feel like when you, when you're content creators and when you're like making stuff that this kind of work is it's, we're a pneumatic system is the way to look at it. A bunch of like, we are a water, like a water-based system. Okay. So when there's like water in it, it runs relatively smooth. Sure. Yeah. It's when we have like the little hiccups and like, there's not water in there. That's where stuff gets too much, weird. Too many air bubbles in the system. But like, yeah, if there's an air bubble or anything, that's when things like back up and, you know, bop you a little bit. Sure. You know, you know how them pneumatic systems are I, I do know how pneumatic <laughs> systems work. I'm, I'm as interested. As, yeah, okay. Um, 
Good but, metaphor, uh, Jay. Keep going. Yeah, but like having like having a good amount of stuff that we are interested in watching. I mean, not necessarily bad, bitch. Uh, but <laughs> hey, it's been four episodes. Three were really good. The fourth one was pretty was decent. I know. I'm I'm the lone wolf when it comes to Bad Batch. When I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't know about this one, y'all. Where's like, you better watch it. I'm like, I'm gonna. I just, you know, you're forcing me to. I don't I just, have. I don't have a choice. Just, I don't know. I don't know. Everybody was like, huh? I'm like, okay. I'm here. I'm not. I'm. You know. It's fine. It's fine, Jay. That's the way I am about The Last of Us. So it's fine. Oh. See, I wouldn't watch it if it wasn't for... I, like, I not at all. No, not at all. I'm, it's a ma- an amazing show, and it deserves all the awards it's going to get, but I don't. I would not actively seek out Sad Show. So Sometimes you like Sad Show. No, I don't. Like, you liked, like, House of the Dragon. That was Sad Show. Yeah, but I... I but, I mean, but that is... Do you well, think you would have watched House that, of the Dragon if we had House of the Dragon it? is balanced well with action and some good guys I winning stuff. I would argue stuff. that The Last of Us also has action. Action, but like action in like people are dying left and right, and it is sad. Yeah. And House of the Dragon, bad guys get hurt. I stopped watching Breaking Bad because of that. I stopped watching The Walking Dead because of that. Yeah. I just, I think we as a culture, I think we can, we just need to tell the people in Hollywood that are, that are making stories and making stuff and be like, hey, everybody, the, the lesson of humans are the real monsters yeah, we, we we live that kind of every day. Can it's not revolutionary. I'm over it. Can you not can you knock it off just a little bit? Oh man, the real bad guy was our was our own human nature. I'm like, I know, man. I, I, I know, I, yes. Dude, I'm just trying to have a chill Sunday night, bro. <laughs> I am just trying to like, can we not? Can we oh the it turns out the monsters were weren't actually all that bad. Oh man. Yeah, no, so I get it. I get it. But also, like, mushroom zombies, like, what's not, that's fun. No, it's not. <laughs> to, to a guy who hates zombies and hates fungus. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is the worst combination ever. You heard it here first, everybody. Lashy hates fungus. They do? Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. I mean, it's necessary for the biosphere, but uh, if I had yeah. my way, I'd burn it all to the ground. Tell me more about how it's necessary for the biosphere. Well, you see, Jay. You just said big words in a way that I was like, he does not expect me to ma- ask him any further questions. Oh, do you want the answer? Hit me with a hot note. Watch okay, well, bounce. the f- fungus helps di- digest all of the dead things that, that, that die in the forest and stuff like that. It keeps the, the cycle of life going. So you're saying The Last of Us is kind of like the circle of life kind of thing? I'm going to, uh, Prisoner Brian here, uh, perhaps we move to the next segment of how you're feeling. <laughs> I thought Brian was going to sing The Lion King. Oh, but no. I'm going to say, we can't afford those rides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate pizza on my, no, no, that's not, <laughs> I messed that up. I was going to say, I hate fungus on my toes, but I love it on my pizza, but I said, I hate pizza on my toes, <laughs> which I also hate. <laughs> Do you know if you really tried pizza on your toes, though? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right, man. Uh, we got, I've, you know, uh, Kimberly is uh, well into her second trimester, so she's feeling a lot better. So things are really good in our house. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, we went to the mall the other day. How's that? Oh, who doesn't love a mall? Do you like a mall? I haven't been to a mall in almost four years, Jay. Well, you want to go to the mall with me? I got a car right now. We can go to the mall. Maybe. You know, you want to go to Cheesecake Factory? No. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Where would we eat if we went to the mall? We gotta eat. Would you go to Chili's with Sbarro's? me? Sbarro's? Sbarro's. 
<laughs> the bounty is for in front of us. Just a, a veritable, a veritable, a, a whole, a kingdom, or dare I say, a court of food is ahead of us. Aunt Annie's. Sabar, so you live in New York City, and you would go to Sabaros. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, wait, what did you say? Aunt Annie's. <laughs> Aunt Annie's. Auntie Anne's. Auntie Anne's. The oh. pretzels? Do you, yeah, like, the, you like a pretzel? I love a pretzel. You need a pretzel, right? Yeah. Yeah, but we're going to go to dinner. Like We go to like Chili's or something, you know? They have a Johnny Rockets at the Palisades. Ooh, Johnny, like Rockets? Johnny Rockets. I do like Johnny Rockets. Okay, we'll go to Johnny Rockets. I do like 50s diners. <laughs> Sabaro. It's like the Michael Scott joke in the office where he's in Times Square and he's like, the best pizza in New York. Zaparro's <laughs> is behind him. Oh, his face was incredible. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm good. That's great. I'm good, baby. I'm good. Um, yeah, so Solo. Uh. <sighs> this movie... This is a movie that I I watched. The first time I saw this movie was actually when I got Disney Plus a couple years ago. Because mm-hmm. I didn't watch, again, like, remembering what it was like five years ago, right after The Last Jedi. And they remember, they pushed this movie back. Yeah. They were like, oh, when are we going to release it? They're like, oh, wait a second. Maybe we should not release it that close to The Last Jedi. And the movie, The Last Jedi came out, and then the apocalypse happened. And yeah. the fan base was divided and schisms everywhere. There yep. was, oh my God, it was just a bad time to be a Star Wars fan, no matter what side of the aisle you were on. And then like, hey, maybe we should release Solo in six months. And everyone's like, how about you don't? Oh, you are? Hey, guess what? We're not seeing that movie. Like it was, and you know what? This movie is not offensive. No. And it, it sucks for this movie. I actually enjoyed watching this movie. <laughs> There's a there's lot. A lot of things I there's a lot to it. like in this movie. Hence, there's a lot to like. Like I think this movie across the board understood what what I wanted as a Star Wars fan out of a out of a Han Solo like origin story. Like, cool. I I want to see him meet up with Lando at some point. Absolutely. Great. Nailed that part. Like, I'm sorry, Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian is the best part of the movie. Is the best part of the movie. It's so good. It's so good. He's. It's so good. I forgot how charming he is. Just love it. But also, like, I want to see how how does he meet Chewie? Do I disagree with how they did it? Oh, Completely. absolutely. But I want to. But I want to see that. Yeah. Like, I also I want to see him make the castle run in twelve parsecs. Yep. I want that. That retcon was the smartest thing in the movie. Yes. Donald Glover, the best person in the movie. That retcon of how he did it in 12 parsecs? Yeah. The best retcon. Like, it was very, that was very smartly done. Yeah. And I truly, like, honestly, L3, great. I, I thought that was, I thought it was a great character. I, I clearly, from the look on your face, <laughs> you disagree wholeheartedly, but that's fine. And I'm, her being part of their uh, targeting computer when it came to their stuff, I thought was really fun. <laughs> but also. Okay. Uh, don't, no, don't. Don't know. No, 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 no. This isn't the right energy I want. I want at our table right now. Okay. No, no, no. This is the like. Okay. Well, you think you're gonna beat me in that ski race down the mountain? I'm gonna take that rex. I'm center. taking the rex center, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just gonna burn it down right in front of you. That's not what I'm looking for. Um. I mean, L3 was a choice, but also it just seemed like, oh, do you know that little um oscilloscope that's in the back of the uh, Millennium Falcon cockpit? Uh, here's how it's there. I was like, oh, that's ultimately what this was whole for. This was for. Yeah, that's not a. 
okay. I think they could have ah, so set it up a little bit more. I mean, there are a couple of lines where they talk about like how his target, like how their targeting computer is like unique specifically. Uh, Cause I mean, that's really how that's like the concept of part. We don't have to get into that. That's not neither here nor there, but, um, <laughs> the, but it, ultimately like I want, I'm, we've never seen Kessel before. And I was we like, have not seen Kessel. I really want to see Kessel. Yeah, but absolutely. I think the most Han Solo thing about this movie was, when we f- first meet up with the Millennium Falcon, it is a pristine, yes, it's work of ship, gorgeous, <laughs> and Han Solo riding that thing like he stole it, <laughs> and all the ways that they showed that, like when he like lands it and like pulls around and blow, I was like, yep, yeah, that's why the landing gear never worked again. Yep, <laughs> I was like, yeah, because yeah. he's he he drives the shit out of that thing <laughs> and it's awesome that's that's really what i need of a han solo movie and i feel like they gave that to me there's a lot of like hanging chads here that i feel like we're gonna clear up oh sure but like i feel like they had a good frame of reference as to like what this character inevitably is kind of yeah well i think before we get too much further into it you want to race to save the rex center or <laughs> Jake, we've been racing the whole time, oh, and I've already won. That's fine. That's fine. You jump off the starting line at any point take, as I take my shades off. Yeah. <laughs> or my, I'm going to start my sea, my sea goggles. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Brian. Yes? Do you want to come over to my seat and give us all these fun bean facts? Brian, it's time for that beautiful bean fun fact footage. Thank you, gentlemen. Producer Brian here. Today we're trying to fix 2018's Solo, A Star Wars Story. This movie is directed by Ron Howard and starring uh, Alden Einreich, Amelia Clark, Donald Glover, Woody Harrelson, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge. It started as a Miller and Lloyd joint, but then they parted ways due to creative differences, and then 70% of this movie was reshot with Ron Howard. Michael K. Williams was originally supposed to play Dryden Voss, but he could not come back for reshoots, so that's why Paul Bettany plays him in the current movie. That sucks. That, I feel bad for him. Yeah. It's like, look, regardless of how good the movies are, everyone wants to be in Star Wars. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's not fun. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. For sure. It cost around 275 to $300 million, and it made $393.2 million. Is so, that total with both of the reshoots? What do you mean? Is it, it yes. Th- okay. that's, yeah, the $300 million is, like, all in. Gotcha. Um, it may not include marketing, because I honestly, this is just what Wikipedia tells yeah, me. It probably but does yeah, it, a lot of those uh, numbers don't include like right. the marketing budget, which they sometimes don't disclose at all because of how much money it actually costs. Forget a lot of money, yeah, especially yeah. Disney. Um, if you care, this has a sixty-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. <laughs> um, it is not the lowest-rated Star Wars movie. Um, oh yeah, and it shouldn't be. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. no way. Um, some things that are lower than it are um, Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace, uh, Rise of Skywalker. You keep those Ewok movies out of your mouth right now. Brian. No, 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 no. Do you guys know what the highest um, Rotten Tomatoes Star Wars project is? Jedi? Uh, no. Uh, the episode three. No. It's Rebels has a 98% on Rotten really? Tomatoes. Oh, counting. Oh, I, I was just oh. thinking movies. Oh. I, was, I was just thinking movies. Do you know too. what number two is? It's not a movie, it's a TV show. It has 93% on Rotten Tomatoes as of the we're speaking. Mando? Um, 
What'd you say? Mando? No. Really? No, not Mando. Book of Boba Fett, obviously. Uh, Boy, Boba Fett. No, but this is Boba Fett has like a sixty six, this is a sixty nine. Um Andor with a ninety three percent on tomatoes. Wow. That yeah. makes sense. I actually. mean, it deserves it. Yeah. But I'm surprised that people it's Andor's funny. It was very good. But like, even though a lot of people were talking about it, not many people like were talking about it to their friends about like Totally. It, it was not the cultural touchstone. Yeah. No, definitely not. But 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 that being said, I think it was the show everyone was watching but not necessarily talking to other people about. Sure. Yeah. Um, if people talked about how good this was the same way that they talked about how much they disliked Boba Fett, we'd have a very different conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, some things about Han Solo in general, um, originally in the pre-production, um, they were trying to get a young Han Solo into episode three where he's helping everybody on Kashyyyk uh, in the final battle. No. Um, that, that obviously is not in the movie. <laughs> that didn't make no. it past the Lucas' desk. Um, but after that, they were trying to develop a TV show of a young Han Solo, and then they were trying to do a movie of a young Han Solo. This is with George Lucas, and then he sold Lucasfilm uh, uh, to Disney. Mm, um, interesting. Yeah. Um, and then this movie is what caused Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm to cancel all of the other planned uh, Star Wars story movies. Um, that's when Obi-Wan moved to the Disney Plus, and they started pushing all the Disney Plus stuff. Um, in Which is such a shame because I think I actually think Obi-Wan would have been better as a movie. Uh, there is a cut online of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Uh, where they reorder things, they cut a lot of things out. Yeah, well, um, they actually one of the biggest changes, which is fascinating. I watched it. Oh. Is that they cut out all of the other um, brothers and uh, talking about Riva behind her back because they undercut her power by t- saying that like she's not this, she's not that, yeah. so that she actually seems more menacing because no one is questioning what she's doing. Oh, it's fascinating. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But it was supposed <laughs> to be a movie. Um, until and then this is when Kathleen Kennedy was like, "Oh, we didn't make a lot of money back from this." Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's <laughs> and it's kind not of, and it's not this movie's fault. No, no, not no, at all. It's not. Um, they've never revealed what those creative differences were. Oh, um, really? Like Lord Miller had been very, from what I've read, had been like super courteous. Like it just didn't work out. Whatever it is, you know. The, it's the, like when Edgar Wright left Ant Man. Yeah, just like ah, oh, you know. The I, the assumption is that they wanted to make it a Lord and Miller movie with a little bit more humor, a little bit more comedy, yes. tongue in cheek. I think it would have been probably a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, that's probably Because true. Han Solo's funny. Yeah. That's one thing this movie kind of forgets. Yeah. So, so I, since I'm here in the studio, yeah. Um, I wanted to present my fix. Okay. All but right. hear me All out. Right. I have rules. Okay. All right. I cannot really go above and beyond what they have here. Sure. Mine are about tweaks that you would make with like that would actually like improve this incrementally, but not not like reca- not changing the whole entire movie. All right. Okay. So this is not like a full narrative. This is just like things I would maybe tweak. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The first thing is you don't make this movie. Yes. <laughs> but that's neither yes. here nor there. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> the second thing is you do not. As amazing as Alden Einreich is, he was. He's very and, good. Uh, he's and amazing as Donald Glover is. Yep. You you don't use them. Oh. You you DH Harrison Ford and Billy D. Williams. Really? Wow. If you're if you're going to lean into Mandalorian season two, yeah, and like having Mark Hamill's face be there and keeping everything consistent, sure. You cannot have the inconsistency I'm of that. I'm not sure I agree with that. 
I, I'm just saying that I, I think that that changes people's opinion because he's good in it. But like, I think that changes the entire performance because then you have Harrison Ford. He, obviously, he didn't want to do he this. Didn't want to do like, it. Yeah. But no. like, but like, you have him because he knows the character. You have sure. that swagger. You know, whatever the case may be, I think that that's something that you can do. Um, and then I think you, you there's a lot you can change in it, but I think that's the one thing that you change about this. Even if you kept the same script with that, it's a different movie. That's, Absolutely. That is buck wild. The second thing that you do is you actually change the book of Boba Fett and you make it Crimson Dawn in the in Book of Boba Fett. So you're instead actually of the pikes? instead of the pikes. So you're tying in this movie, and maybe you have Kira, maybe you don't, but you te- if you're gonna use Crimson Dawn in this, and you and your your goal is to put everything in the same timeline, you use Crimson Dawn in the book of Boba Fett um, TV show okay. because like let's just put it all together those are, those are my basic fixes that would improve this incrementally without changing anything drastic obviously the de-aging is drastic yeah. but like script is the same I'm not like trying to reshoot new things and whatnot. anyway that is all thank you gentlemen well done Brian thank well you. done Brian thanks buddy de-aging them there's no that they, they're like Billy D would be so in for that. Oh, he and absolutely Harrison would. Ford would hate everything. Harrison about Ford that. wanted to die <laughs> in Jedi. He was ready to not be in any of these movies again, <laughs> which is yeah. sad. He which means he should a- he should not have been in the Force Awakens. If he's like, oh, I just want to die, then don't come to this movie. But of course, that was not Disney's plan. But either way, um, before we launch into Solo, uh, we we. We have a new little fun little segment for those of the people who maybe didn't rewatch this movie or need a little bit of a refresher or didn't watch it at all and you just like the sound of our voices. And we're glad you're here for that, too. But uh, what, 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 what do we call this segment again? Uh, we, what do we call it? Oh, the plot drop, Jay. Plot drop! That's right, it's on the board! It's on the board! <laughs> Thanks, whiteboard! <laughs> Uh, Adam, uh, as in as quickly and as succinctly as po- possible, in our new segment, Plot Drop, can you tell me about just this whole movie as quickly as you can? Sure. Han so I'm sorry. Han grows up on Corellia, <laughs> makes some mistakes and wrongs the wrong people, then needs to leave. So he does. He joins the Empire. Then he's like, this is a bad choice. Joins a gang. They have jobs. What are they? We're never told, but we see them do them, and then all of them die. He gets double-crossed a few times. Uh, Chewie shows up. Lando shows up. A robot dies. He does the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs instead of the normal, like, 30-ish. The Empire show up for no reason. And then he wins the Falcon from Lando in a game we don't understand. He also, he also has a very important pair of dice he hangs on every uh, rearview mirror in any vehicle he drives in. It's apparently one of the, like, the most prized possession he has. You Did you know that? The sauce about Did those you dice. know that? Did no, you know this that? This is not as succinct as possible. <laughs> You're getting mad about them dice. That the, was, that was the not end. a plot synopsis. <laughs> the end. What are you talking about? I did it. That was great. Hey, I dropped that plot. Don't you be coming over here saying I did a bad yeah, job? you dropped the plot out of this <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, his name is Han. His name is Han. And he's given the name Han Solo. That was, that was mistake. That was huge mistake number two. I agree. Huge mistake number one was basing his entire character around his love for Kira. Yes. His motivation for everything he does past that 
is I'm trying to get back to Kira. Mm-hmm. That is not the Han Solo that we came to know in the original movies. Uh, to me, that is not, that's a fundamental misunderstanding of the character of Han Solo. Okay. So what, what would, in what way? Elaborate, I guess, is enhance. <laughs> enhance, enhance. Enhance. Um, Han, Han being a romantic person. Yeah. Like, he's hard. Basically, what this this retcons Han in the original trilogy to now being like basically a heartbroken guy. Like he had his heart broken by Kira, so he's just rough and tumble now. Kira. So Leia is the one that like breaks his shell, but it's like that's not. He's just more of a. He's a scoundrel, man. He's a smuggler. He's he's not he's he's got that he's got that confidence because he's just Han Solo. He's just bouncing around the galaxy doing his yeah. thing. But now it's just like no. A girl broke his heart, uh, and now he's just like, no, I no, I'm just no, heartbroken. You just want him to be king of the mountain, and like he's the kid, he's the guy that's gonna like get rid of the rec center and build more. No, not at lodge. all. It just changes. I just think it changes his motivation for everything. No, that's that. that I think that completely tracks. But I mean, I, I don't. I, I'm not as upset about it as you are because I think you know, as people grow older, like people change, like for oh, sure. Oh, sure, but it just I don't know. And and don't get me wrong, Amelia Clark is amazing. She does a great job in this movie. It's I, just I'm gonna be totally honest with you. I I think Amelia Clark is an amazing actress. I Game of Thrones has completely ruined it for me. Really? With her? Oh no! Forever. Oh, but that's yeah. not her fault. I can't. I know it's oh, not her that's, fault. Jay, that's I not just, fair. I no. I'm not saying that like it's bad. It's a bad. I just can't see anything else on her. Oh no! Yeah, it really oh. is a shame. But it's yeah. it's just kind of where I'm at. Like oh. every time I see her, it's on, I'm like, you don't. This isn't. This no no no. Oh. <laughs> you don't get to be this. You ain't star person. You dragon person. Oh. What are you doing here? Well, you don't get it. No. Well, just a heads up, Jay. She's about to be Marvel person. Who is she gonna be? She's in secret. Uh, she's in Secret Wars. No, no. Um, um, Secret Invasion. That's coming out in the series. Is com- oh. Coming out in a couple months. Oh. Otherwise, in my opinion, otherwise known as the first bad Marvel movie, the first actually bad Marvel movie that we all actually are kind of like, oh no. I, I don't think Secret Invasion is going to be very good. <laughs> it's, a sh- it's a show. It's a show. I, I still don't think it's going to be very good. Okay. <laughs> We haven't really uh, seen anything about it yet. I know, I know. I just like hated reading the like the like Brian. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like when we were reading through everything and we got to Secret Invasion, it was kind of like we we're kind of like, oh okay, great. Scrolls are everywhere. Yeah, I think Secret Invasion. Uh, this is another conversation of a different time, but because Phase Four was all over the place in terms of narrative, um, a Secret Invasion felt like, oh yeah, I forgot about that plot line that a they thousand were doing. Percent. So it feels like we're picking up a thread that's been lost a while ago. Yeah. So I'm fascinated to see how Phase Five pulls all of that together, if it even does. The, I, the, I, th- I think it's just too much, too much variables. Not, not, not pertinent to what we're talking about in any way, shape, or form. But yeah, I just have a hard time seeing her in other stuff now. She's, oh. she's always going to be. That's yeah. a Sarah Michelle Gellar problem I have. She's mm. Buffy. She'll always be Buffy. She's always Buffy. Yeah. I don't even like Buffy, and I still think that. Hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But, I mean, I I would... Uh, I think that Donald Glover did the best job out of the two roles that are like, hey, we're recasting a you know major star as a younger version of themselves. Yeah. He did way better than... I'm sorry, what was the main actor's name again? Alden Einreich. He, he, Alden Einreich did a great job. 
but he was a good cast too. He looks he, was. he looks like a young Harrison no, Ford. Alden Ehrenreich. Sure. Alden Ehrenreich. Sorry. He did a great job, but just Donald Glover stole the show. Yeah. He's he is Lando. It's so like that way was just so good. But he also played a younger Lando that didn't quite have it all together quite yet. Sure. Like I, that's one thing I appreciate about it cuz they're like, "Oh, he wasn't quite as cool." I was like, "Yeah, cuz he was like trying to figure out what he was how to be cool. He's probably in his early 20s at that point. Yeah. Like Look, you can't. You don't just suddenly. You're not just Billy D right out the gate. <laughs> no, you gotta get there, you gotta man. Heard that Billy D. Yeah, dude. Like he was the perfect charmeleon to Billy <laughs> D's Charizard. You know. <laughs> There's a sentence. Yeah, that's the thing I just said. <laughs> yeah, I just. I'll be honest. I walked this my first time watching it with the with the the peaches on mm-hmm. the Discord watch along and. I expected to not like it that much, and I found myself like kind of pleased. That's yeah. Dare I say it? I mean, and I thought even the twist at the end with with all of the Crimson Dawn thing being linked to uh, a, a a Darth Maul situation. Sure. I look it, whether or not it, there, well that will ever see bear any fruit or anything. I still thought it was pretty. It was a, they're making choices. Well, Kira's dis, you know, decision to like, you know what? It's too late for us. I'm, this is my path. Yeah. I just killed Voss in a really cool way. I'm, t- I'm taking over now. Hey, you know what? That was neat. That's a character choice. Yeah. I have nothing. It's, I have no problem with that. The mall stuff is, is like, oh, okay. You just wanted to have Darth Maul on the thing. There's no reason why he needs to spin that saber. Cool, I guess. Whatever. That was pretty cool. Uh, that was for that was for us, not for her. It was very weird. It was very weird. Yeah. Yeah, that was more for. I would agree. There's no reason he should have lit up this lightsaber. <laughs> so some fun facts oh. about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, one in the one of the finales of Clone Wars, when they are in the sewers chasing Darth Maul, Darth Maul has holograms of all of the leaders of his underground kind of uh, criminal enterprises. Mm-hmm. And one of them is Paul Bettany as, as, um, uh, as the Crimson Dawn, as um, Voss. So um, that's one connection there. And then obviously Darth Maul being alive in all of those is mm-hmm. the other one. Um, I don't know if they'll ever do anything other than that, but it has like sort of crossed over. Also in the canon comic books, Kira is actually a very interesting character. Oh, really? Yeah, she is like, in terms of like how she takes over what she does as well. So oh. it has continued on, but not in the way that most people have, you know, intake their Star Wars content. Sure, that makes sense. The other main thing, the the big issue that I saw with this movie seeing it the second time this past week mm-hmm. is I think the biggest problem this movie has is things are just happening. So there was multiple times where Beckett says, just follow the plan and we're going to be fine when they do the train heist, when they do the, the Kessel Run stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, just follow the plan and everything. There was no scene in this movie where they went over a plan. Oh, yeah. They're pulling out heists and it's just like, okay. Like, even the train. Like, Han gets off the planet where the Imperials are fighting somebody for we don't know what. And, and then, it was really gray on that planet. It was very gray. They probably were all getting seasonal affected disorder. Everyone was probably that, very sad. You're it's right. It's a very sad planet. Their main export was 
gray. <laughs> Dreariness. But Han gets off the planet with They're Chewie. They're fighting a bunch of Eeyores on that I planet. Guess. Thanks for noticing what? us. You can, you can insert anybody. They were yeah. fighting, who knows? But your imagination. But they get off the planet, and then the first thing they do is that they're scouting that train, and we. but they're like, great, this happens, and that happens, and then they have a meeting over the bonfire. Like, what are we doing? What's going on? What's the plan here? We just, nope, here's a rifle cut down to basically a pistol for Han, and we're off. Are we going to discuss what what's about to happen? No, we're just going to do the thing? Okay. okay, I guess. My favorite thing about this movie is that it writes in canon, and insinuates in canon, that Chewbacca has eaten human meat. <laughs> yeah. Chewbacca's eaten man before. How does that how does that scratch you, everybody? Oh yeah, the, oh I love all these the, the 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 side stories and the cartoons. It's so fun and cute. Yeah, Chewbacca, he's so fluffy. He's eaten man. Like oh, we gotta feed him again. Just throw the man down there, and Chewbacca, everyone's favorite Wookie, will eat him. <laughs> Wookiees are slaves, man. That's what the Empire did to Kashyyyk. It's horrible. Yeah. And we see that later on at Kessel. But, like, haven't Chewie in some type of weird Sarlacc... Not Sarlacc. Uh, Rancor pit. Thank you. Rancor pit situation. It's like, this is not... You just needed Chewie to be in the movie, and you had no other way in. And it was like, great. He's just here now, and yeah. it's like a Rancor situation. See, because it, it rhymes, Jay. His, it just the, the story rhymes with itself. Uh, guys, this is... Uh, it's not okay. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. This this movie had like there were lots of sentences about things that Han did that were sounded cool that I would love to have seen. Yes. In a Han Solo origin movie. Uh huh. But apparently we didn't he have time us, for he that. He told us a lot about how he was good at driving and good at piloting. He told uh, that's one thing that really frustrates me with a lot of modern Star Wars or. A lot of people are just telling me what they're good at, and I they're not showing me what they're good at, and yeah. it really bothers me. Yeah, I'm like, let's just uh, how about we just show show us? That'd be great. Do the thing, do the thing. I don't know, but then again, I, I feel like this movie is a less far less offender to other stuff that we've seen. Oh. Absolutely. This is the most fun of the five Disney films. This is the most fun. This is the most rewatchable. Yeah. So, like, it got a lot of things right. I got a couple things that were kind of irritatingly wrong, but, like, it wasn't offensive. Like, how I found some of the other movies. Yeah. Which, for that time back in the day, was good enough for me. A thousand percent. Huh. Shall we fix this thing? We desperately need to fix this thing. I think we desperately need to fix this thing. Fix it! Who's going first? You are! I am? Yeah, I go first a lot. All right, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, all right. Uh, well, you got to give it to me like dramatics. So okay. Like, we can put on that mid, that mid, that mid roll, you know? Look, we're professionals, say, right, Brian? That's exactly right, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jay. Fix it! Fix it! Okay, uh, my solo uh, opens up on a Corellia, um, and, it o- and it opens up on a, a street chase. Okay. And you see, we see a, an even, or a young Han Solo and his gang of, his uh, couple, like, gang of ruffians mm-hmm. 
they have uh, clearly stolen uh, what will come to be known as he's they've stolen a battery from a shop from like a, a ship a, a ship uh, yard work, work yard sure. in Karelia. Mm-hmm. Um, cause one thing I want to establish and is that like Corellia is like, yes, it's, it's, it's ripe for, um, empire occupation. Like the empire is like, they're, they're being chased by both the Corellian guards. And then, uh, through this chase, we see that, that like the empire catches wind of it. And then the Corellian like security team goes, Oh crap. The, em- like the empire, yep. they back off. Yep. So we see that, that like Corellia, they're chasing them through all of these like shipyards, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we see like they're building like really really high end ships. Yeah, Corelli's got a good shipyard. Yeah, and through this like chase scene, I think it's like kind of like the opening, um, uh, and Han is being like cheeky and fun about it, and they're like kind of catching like running through like side alleyways. But we're establishing Corellia as like one of like the best because they are one of the, like their culture is they are some of the best shipbuilders yep. in the galaxy. Absolutely. And we're also establishing that the empire is like kind of just getting here and just kind of just slowly occupying. I, oh, okay. I see. All, All right. <clears throat> because I don't think the empire before like, um, the Empire would have to have had seized control. Like, Corellia would have been a larger player. It was like Alderaan. Like, it was... You, you were going to have to, like, slowly, like, move move on Corellia. Okay. Not necessarily, like, a full-on takeover, if that makes any sense. Sure, yeah. It's more poli- It's more of a political move, Corellia, than, like, a straight-on, like, takeover. Just invasion, takeover. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's very clear that like Corellian forces are like not cool with the Empire, right? Of course, um, yeah, yeah. But but they but they respect. They're like, oh well, I guess the stormtroopers are chasing them now. Like, uh, just I guess back off. Yeah, we don't we don't want to get in their way. Like, yeah. Um, Han and his uh and his little crew make it back to uh their small garage, and uh, we see that uh, basically uh they've turned this tiny little garage into a uh, a swoop. Um, workshop. Oh, sure. Okay. And they're working on us. They're working on a swoop. Uh, for those of you who don't know what a swoop is, it is basically like a, it is a speeder bike that is way faster and way more dangerous. <laughs> it's, it's not street legal. It's not, it is, it is not a street legal, um, uh, speeder bike. Uh, and we see, uh, that he is working on, uh, this swoop and then the whole time, all the while they're talking about, um, this this swoop race mm-hmm. that is going to be taking place for the city and uh it comes to uh basically they're all talking about uh the older kid which i honestly don't even have a name for uh he's kind of like the 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 lead kid of his gang uh but then the younger kid who's also working with han uh who goes by dash oh yeah we're putting dash rendar in this movie just because why not? And I didn't put Dash in mine because I had a sneaking suspicion he was going to show up in yours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and rightfully so. Uh, and so he's got this older kid and they are working on this swoop uh, to enter it into. There's kind of like, you know, it's it's a little Fast and the Furious like street race of the swoops. And sure. they're like kind of like they have the big race coming up and they're like, well, if we went, this is 50,000 credits. Like this is the kind of thing that like we could buy our own ship and we could get off of Corellia before the empire really even sets down. Oh, like we can get out of here mm-hmm. and we can start our own little, like we can start our own little like side, side hustle, like off planet. Like we, all we need is to just win this race. Um, 
and uh, well, it's no, it's a hundred thousand credits. Sorry, fifty thousand will come in in a minute. Um, and then eventually, there it it comes to light that uh, their little garage is they're doing a, a test a test like a speed test, mm-hmm. and as they are like uh, uh, getting the swoop like up to speed, uh, they get the two uh, Han and Dash who are waiting for. Uh, the older kid, let's just call him Doug. Uh, Doug is uh, doing his speed test. They get uh, basically sideswiped by uh, like kind of two thugs. And as Doug like cycles back, um, we see that it's like a very young, uh, it is a very young Bib Fortuna. Whoa. Who's kind of a little bit more of an enforcer at this sure, point. Sure, okay. Um, and he says, he's like, uh, I, your swoop is is very like it's it's a really excellent swoop like we didn't realize that like, you guys were like going to be racing in this race like oh okay interesting and they basically present like a small hollow deck and you see it is it's it's Jabba I'm just putting ja- like look the Crimson Dawn is interesting and all but like when it comes to the relationship between Han and and Jabba like, the Hut Syndicate and just like crime as a whole i'm way more interested in, in now hutta i'm way more interested in all of that like yes. I, I i'm not crimson dawn's cool and all but like i don't i don't have a connection to it as a star wars fan if i'm just watching the movie sure whereas this is like cool i want to know n- not only will this influence like this will, this movie will influence how i look at han it'll also influence like how i look at some of these movies sure and, like why he's afraid to go back to java mm-hmm. and like what all this means um but I think Jabba's like very charming and he's just like, Hey, uh, we have someone in this race. Like, I just need you guys to just take it, like take a dive on this one. Like, and we'll, we'll offer you guys 50,000 credits and like to just take a dive on this one. Like you guys are kind of the front runners for this one. Uh, but I see there's a lot of stolen parts on your bike. Like it'd be pretty interesting. Like, you know, I'm sure the empire wouldn't really, I know Carillion's look the other way, but like, you know, the empire wouldn't necessarily. So like you guys just take a dive, you make 50 K 50,000 credits, you build a better bike, maybe something that's up to, you know, empire standards. And then like you get into the next race and that's fine. And the three of them are just like, uh, and Doug's like, Oh, okay. Doug's like terrified. And he like wants to take the deal. Sure. Um, and he's going to like basically he's going to take the dive mm-hmm. uh, and Han and Dash are like, we need to get off of we need to get off Karelian now. Like the Empire is just moving in. Like we're not going to be able to get off of this planet. Like with the clock is ticking. The clock. There's a ticking yeah. clock with the Empire moving in. So they're like, we need to win this race. Like we can win this race. You can win this race. Han's like, I can win this race. And I was like, no, 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 blah, 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 blah. Race day comes. Uh, they're planning on taking a dive. And something just gets in Han's head and he just, he takes the swoop. He does the street race. And I'm, I'm imagining like this, this goes, this is full on like illegal street race. He's hitting, they're hitting all aspects of Corellia. We get like a full city swipe. Nice. Yeah. We get to see like the full culture. That's one thing I like about these movies is that like, I want to see these planets we've talked about for so long. Mm -hmm. Like Corellia, we talk about all the time. I want to know what it's like. I'm like, is it like Coruscant? Is it like Alderaan? Like, is it totally different? It's totally What's... different, Jay. Yeah. There's child slavery there. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, for real. 
Um, he I, looked, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past some levels of Coruscant Highway. Oh, uh, <laughs> level 13, 13, specifically. Look, you want good ships, huh? You know, you got it. <laughs> you got small hands. You can, you can fit that engine, right? Keep this train a moving through that snow. Here we go. Um, basically, so like this, this race is obviously not sanctioned. Um, and so... Han wins this race, and we really get to see Han as a good, like, an, as an excellent pilot. Sure, yeah. And, like, we get to, but we also get to see him, how he drive. like, he's he's going to win that race, but it's going to be what, what, at the cost of the bike, everything. Like, he leaves it all on the, on the racetrack. Sure. Which is one thing I really appreciated about that movie, is that, like, he, he destroys the Millennium Falcon, and it's kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Oops, there goes the dish. Oops, there's the landing gear. That's Oops. fine. Sorry, it's fine. We're alive, right? <laughs> We look, we're alive, aren't we? Oopie yeah. escape pipe. Uh, we got, we gotta go. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, so it establishes that like him as a driver, um, and then at like basically him winning that race, um, it comes to light that there's basically like they're surrounded on both sides. Uh, they have uh, Empire on one side, and uh, uh, Corelli enforcement. No Jabba. Oh, okay, yeah. Because they're like you weren't supposed to win, so he has like basically like Huda. Like Hut, uh, crime family and empire on one side, and uh, they're like, they're like, uh, Jabba's like, well, I mean, you can choose, <laughs> you know, in, in that way. But uh, and Han's like, well, I mean, it, I can at least guarantee three squares with the empire. Like, you're just gonna kill me. So peace, bye. He goes away with the empire, and I think, um, at some point. Uh, he tells uh like once he wins he tells dash to like run and that's the one thing where when he chooses to go on the empire side he doesn't realize until it's too late that they have dash and he's like oh sh no 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 and so he has like kind of a reason to get back to Kareli because he wants to save uh his little buddy dash rendar um he gets taken away to basically an imperial uh work camp oh okay um, and with him and all a bunch of uh, Karelians, but uh, it comes to light that they are being put in together at this work camp with a with a bunch of uh, with Wookiee workers yep. as well. Mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of like prison, like the humans and the Wookiees like aren't necessarily getting along. Sure. Um, but uh, I think I like to think that uh, Han and Chewie are like in the middle of the chain gang in between of them. Okay. So they're the ones like he has to deal with. He's like the middleman between the humans and the Wookiees. Makes sense. So like, and they're for, they're there for, he's there for like a good long time. Yeah. So I like to think like that, like they're kind of like not, they hate each other's guts, mm -hmm. but then like Han starts to like figure out their language a little bit and he's not, he's not a dummy. And so I think they kind of figure out like they kind of become closer friends through that way. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, much like in the how the the, I, I looked into EU a little bit more. Yes, like like their origin story because their origin story was just like not good in the movie. No, it's like it's it horrible, was, Jay. But I like the idea of Han and Chewie kind of staging a breakout uh, from uh, this, like from this group. Like I, I'm, I'm still keeping that. Like Han has met a couple of other criminals here. Sure. That like he wants to maybe like. They're like, oh, we kind of have this job. And he's like, okay, great. Like, I think I can probably get us out of here if you like, can, if you will take me along for your job. 
And then eventually, like, it's like, you're also going to take Chewie, too. You're going to need the muscle. And they're like, oh, okay, great. Sure. Yeah. Like, Han and Chewie become friends. They, uh, they leave for the job. I'm keeping the train robbery. I okay. thought the train robbery was really, was really great. Um, uh, the train robbery is going to go uh, completely south. Um, all of the people that he is uh, there with get get murdered. Oh. Like, it does not go well. At all. And... And the shipment gets taken by, um, it's spice this time. Yeah. They're just trying to steal spice. Yeah. Give um, us something we actually know, not some weird new MacGuffin about fuel. Uh, it, it gets complete, it gets completely sideswiped. Um, and then he is basically like taken captive, uh, by this other group. And he is, he and Chewie are, since they're the only two, uh, left alive. Right. Like the other two, like get the spice but they also get tracked by uh, the people whose spice it was. Yep. And so, and then they realize very quickly that uh, the people that they stole the, sp- the spice that they were stealing from, they could get away very easily with that spice because it was hut spice. And they have two people like he had, they have someone that uh, Jabba's very interested in. Yep. And so they trade Han and Chewie over to Jabba in order to, uh, in order to get away with this spice, sure. And then Jabba's like, "Oh, well, okay, great. Um, well, you're you are uh, awesome. You you owe me. Well, first of all, you owe me fifty thousand dollars for, and then you owe me the extra, you know, the extra five hundred k that I was supposed to win mm-hmm. after I made that bet. But honestly, well, you can call that a wash. Honestly, you owe me a shipment of spice. That's what you owe me." Like, I understand you're going to have to, like, you're going to have to find it one way or the other. Like, I could just kill you, but, like, this is kind of more fun. Isn't this more fun? Um, like, I can put you together with, like, some other people that owe me some favors. Um, and so, uh, basically, <laughs> Jabba is the one that kind of uh, puts, uh, he introduces, brings out, like, another one of his hostages, and it's Lando Calrissian. Oh, no! And so, that like, Jabba's kind of the one that puts them together. Okay. Which I like the, I like that, like, Lando having to, like, integrate himself back into Jabba's palace, like, was kind of interesting, because he's like, I have been here before. Yeah. <laughs> like, I kind of know my way around, so I can't infiltrate this place. Um, and then they are put together with, and I would recast this as well, I'm not sure by who, but the the foursome that makes up uh their their small little crew they are put together with a young with a young up uh, up and coming up and coming uh bounty hunter team uh boba fett and dengar are also brought into the they're like these are the two guys that are gonna make sure that like you guys get out of there with the spice Mm -hmm. awesome great uh, but Dengar doesn't have any of his like wrappings or anything. Like he's just like a normal. He's kind of just like a normal bounty hunter. Sure. And I like to think that he's kind of funny. I'm not sure how I would cast. Like I'm not sure who I would cast him as. Okay. Uh, maybe Dengar is uh, eastbound and down. Oh, uh, Danny McBride. Danny McBride is Dengar. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wi- I know it's a wild swing. Uh, so they make their uh, their Kessel run. Uh, <laughs> And Lando and Han are in the Millennium Falcon, uh, but I think uh, Dengar and uh, uh, Boba are they, they're in Slave One or the Fire Spray. They're basically like cool. Like they have to make their way through Kessel. They have to steal from the Pikes. Yep. Like you were gonna fly under no flag. Like I, I I need this spice from the Pikes. You're gonna get it for me, or you're gonna die. And then that's what I was working on anyways. Or if you can try to betray me, then like you know Boba and Dengar will right. take care of you. 
I got this all worked out. Yeah. Like, I like a younger, ch- more charming Jabba. Sure, he's got all sense. the angles figured out. Yeah. Um, and so we make our way t- uh, to Kessel. Um, I like the idea of Dengar, Lando, uh, Han, and uh, Boba Fett actually, like, working okay together. Sure. I like the idea of them, like, kind of infiltrating these mines pretty effectively, stealing the product, like, quite well. Um, but then, uh, like, one of the... I think it's one of the slaves recognizes Boba as they're on the way out mm-hmm. because the slave is also a clone. Oh, uh, no. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. I think it's, like, like Boba's coming out, but, like, he's very clearly, like, helmet off, mm. and it, he is a clone. Yeah. And he sees, like, one of the... Um, clone troopers. One of the clone troopers, like, as a slave there, and he's just like, wait, you're one of me. You need to get me out of here. And then that's what, like, alerts everyone, and they have to fight their way out of Kessel. Cool. Um, as they're fighting their way out of Kessel, Dengar falls into one of those acid pits that's outside on Kessel. That's where he's, like, wrapped up in Empire Strikes Back. And so, like, he has to, like, basically get out of there. Like, and he's, they get him out, but he's, like, unconscious. Sure. Um, Han, it, like, Dengar being unconscious basically gives Han and Lando, like, it gives them the ability to like make a break for it. Mm-hmm. And so I, the, we're going to keep the, the entire Kessel run through the maelstrom and making it like 12 parsecs as opposed to 20 that it is going to be, it's not going to be an Imperial force chasing him. It is going to be pikes, but also slave one chasing him through the maelstrom. point, Like I like the idea of slave one having to drop a, a charge, like seismic charge, like Pike forces. Sure. Like they're both trying to fight Pike, but then like Slave One's like, nah, like they're kind of against each other. Yes. And I just love the idea of like, I don't know, I just, just put Boba Fett and everything. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> you can't go wrong with Boba Fett, right? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I like the idea that um, eventually, uh, it gets to a point, and this would also change Book of Boba Fett and put Dengar in Book of Boba Fett, but whatever. Um, uh, Dengar starts to flatline in the back of the Slave One, so that's why, uh, why Boba Fett like stops chasing them through the Maelstrom. They don't realize that, but they just basically blast through. They get through the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs, and as they like pop out, mm-hmm. um, that's when... Uh, uh, they they pop out of the maelstrom and they're like, we did it, twelve parsecs. Can you believe it? And then it's just like star destroyers, <laughs> and it's like it's like star destroyers, and then pan back to the Millennium Falcon and just spice. Like they just drop their cargo because that's the whole thing. That's why Jabba's pissed. Is like you did the job and then you just drop the cargo at the first sign of Imperials. Yep. Um, and I. <laughs> Like, and it's basically, uh, <laughs> they drop the spice. Linda's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then they, the Imperials basically, uh, <laughs> and this is where it gets a little crazy. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I like the idea of Han, uh, dropping the spice and then, but and then realizing how stupid that was and then like getting his courage and he's like, I got a bad feeling about this. And then 
as like the Star Destroyers like push down on him, he cuts back down into the Maelstrom and has to do the twelve parsecs again. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea. Just like it's the kind of thing where Lando's like, "We barely survived." He's like, "I got it." Do you remember how I did this? <laughs> like, like, but it's again, he's just like blowing through all sorts of stuff. And he's like, Lando's like, "My ship, my ship." Um. And so they basically lose uh, the Imperial forces, but they've also lost the spice. Um, and so I like the idea of it. Um, like most things uh, with Han, it's, he's not always, I think this movie tried to tie him into too many things going on in the grander universe. But yes. Where Han is also like, Han has just kind of happened to stuff. Um, and Han's basically just like, Hey, like I understand like, I'm ending this movie like as they kind of escape through the Kessel run and like they land this ship somewhere and it's him and Lando basically playing cards and I'm ending it with Han just being like, I want your ship. Like play me for your ship. Like, and we'll lead up to that whole thing. And Lando's just like, I'm keeping it way more simple than this movie tried to do. Yeah. It's just like, I just kind of want to see him do rad space stuff. Sure. And that's it. So I'm just like ending it with a card game for the yeah. Millennium Falcon that we don't see end. Because you don't need to see the end. We don't need to see the end. Because we know how it ends. There's no love story. There's no like, we get to see like why Jabba's pissed at him. We get to see like, it, he's. it's the kind of thing where Lando's like, got all these grand ideas yeah. and Han's like, I don't want, I just want to be, I just want to just fly. I just want to fly, man. He's like, I'm going to go back to Karelia. I'm going to pick up dash. And then like, we're going to hit the skies and that's it. And Lando's like, he's like, I feel like you got more potential than that, mm-hmm. but whatever. There's a lot of opportunity out here. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. that's kind of where we're ending it. Yeah. Not the most elegant, because again, like I also thought this movie was kind of okay. That's kind of where my my fixes get in trouble a little bit. Where I'm like, no, I kind of like I didn't I like this movie. <laughs> like, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's all it needs to be. And I love the fact you had Boba and, and Dengar in there. You got. I mean, you have you have to. Because you, you Lando no Lando says like they when they say Boba Fett is here, both Lando and Han in Return of the Jedi both freak out. Yes. Like they know what's up. Yes, they do. Like it's they, Yes. Huh. Yes. Yes. And I also just want to see like Boba Fett like crashing through Kessel, like smash. You want to see Boba Fett do cool rad cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. doesn't? Yeah, man. He's very cool when yeah. he does rad cool stuff. Yeah. There's also, like, an opportunity, like, when they're at Jabba's Palace for him to be like, like, you know, I could just, like, I did get this new Rancor. I could just, like, I could, like, break in my new Rancor. But, like, but why but why, why do that when I can send you on a mission? And so we can see a baby Rancor. Oh, the baby Rancor. Which, not in the Bad Batch version, like, an actual version, like a cool one. Yeah, you can see the guy actually start taking care of him and actually, like, you know, like, really care for him, which would, th- which would then... Be the really make that opportunity CG. for Jay to be in Star Wars. Sure, What's up? I look like a young version of that guy who cries when the Rancor gets smooshed. I'm into that. <laughs> <laughs> I buy that 100. percent Where's that show? <laughs> R- Rank- Rancor University yeah. <laughs> or the Rancor Whisperer? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure after, after the Thrawn stuff. Next to after you know, uh, I assume Luke setting up the Jedi Academy, Rancor Whisperer. Yeah, Why not? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right, hit me. Hit me with your fix, baby. 
All right. Mine is definitely a little bit darker in tone sure. than yours. Okay. I think one of the, I mean, this movie, the original movie tried to be a little bit too funny, I think, where I think the, the humor of Star Wars comes from his characters and like being, being snippy in the moment, not like in serious moments having throwing snark. Yeah. So th- this movie is, is At least not, that's is, where Star Wars humor works best. Yeah. Yeah. It's not trying to be a comedy where they set up funny situations it's not it's C3 people responding in a funny way to, to real yes. situations. This boring conversation anyways. Luke, they're going to be here in a minute. Like that's yes. Luke, we've got company. Yeah. Han talks to himself. Yeah. But like, but, and we've seen that we saw that in the first. So like, we kind of know how these characters kind of react to situations that should have just been anyways, this movie's going to be a little bit darker and, but you know, you'll see Hugh, Hugh's kind of close to some of the stuff you came up with, but also with some of the good stuff in the normal movie. So, uh, we're going to start, uh, my movie starts in with a young Han Solo, and I'm talking young. He's like maybe seven. And this, oh, wow. this is going to be a montage of Han learning the ways of being a scoundrel and a smuggler from his father. A father whose face we never see. Okay. So we're going to see Han learn the tricks of the trade by like watching his dad two-timing guys mm-hmm. you know he t- his dad takes him to shoot so we see him practicing shooting he's flying he's driving and his dad teaches him how to play sabak okay and we're actually gonna learn the rules of sabak <laughs> yeah. so um i know how to play sabak yes yeah, so do i i have because, a deck oh do you really yeah from a galaxy's edge oh, i bought nice. a deck and they pulled me aside and taught me how to play it was actually super cool i, I should have brought it a, i can just if you guys want to Bye, Jay. <laughs> and the, they in the EU, they one of the books was like, no, here's the, this is how you play Sabak. They explained it. I was like, so in in a universe, someone has written down the rules of Sabak. Is the it, rules of Sabak. <laughs> we should. So you, if they can do rounders <laughs> and explain poker, yeah, to the audience who may not know the rules of poker, yeah, they can do it. They can explain the rules of a card game. In a fantasy universe. Yeah. So Han's going to learn Sabacc from his dad. So we're going to follow Han through the years. He's, you know, he's, he's running, you know, running with street kids in Karelia, you know, doing stuff on his own, doing stuff for his dad. But as we're going through this montage, we're going to get snippets of know, whatever Star Wars, you know, Holonet TV news, whatever, like of just like little touchstones of where we are in the timeline. Oh, okay. Because remember, in at, at A New Hope, Han's 29? 28? Hold, please. Whereas Luke and Leia are 19. He's like 10 years older than they are. Yeah. So he was alive when the Clone Wars started-ish. He's, he's 29 years old in New Hope. So zero BBY. He is 29 years old. Um, in, in Solo, he's supposed to be 19 mm-hmm. because it takes place 10 years before right. A New Hope. So we're going to get little snippets of like, oh, the Clone Wars have ended. Oh, the Empire, or I'm sorry, the, the New Republic, or the Republic is reorganizing into the, the, the Galactic Empire. Like, just little bits of knowledge, just so we know where we are in the timeline. Yeah. So we don't, you know, because we can be clever about it. But so eventually, we're going to see the relationship between Han and his father break down. Yeah. Again, we're never going to see his face. We're going to tell, like, Han is starting to, he needs to leave. He needs to get out of here. This is turning into a bad situation. So Han's like, you know, running with some street gangs or whatever. And eventually we're going to see Han as that cocksure, you know, kid 
two time the crim- we can keep it Crimson Dawn if we really, really want to, but like the, the Corellia branch of Crimson Dawn that has a bunch of you know youths doing it, and we have a young Voss as who who he two times in at, you know as somehow like basically you know and then we're gonna have that that racing scene at the beginning of the movie yeah but we see him actually double cross Voss and realizes oh he's got to get off planet now because they they put a bounty on him yeah he's got to leave. His dad's doesn't care about him anymore. That relationship's completely broken. He's on his own, but he's got all these skills now that his dad taught him. He's got to go. There aren't a lot he's of like, options. You basically turn like you've turned Han Solo like into Sean Hunter. He's like the cool. Yeah, he's like his his dad didn't it didn't really quite work out with his dad, but now he's gonna hit the road and be the coolest character on the show. Yeah, yeah. So Han, you know, knowing he loves to fly because he's very good. We've seen him pilot in this montage. He wants to fly, and much like Luke did in, in New Hope, he's like, I'm just going to, you know what? I want to fly and get out of here. I'll just join the Galactic, you know, do the go to the Naval Academy and be a pilot. Yeah, man. So he signs up as Han Solo. That's his last name. Yeah. It's his last name. Uh-huh. So he signs up for the Naval Academy yeah. to go be a pilot. And then we're going to follow him to uh, flight school, where Han is going to kick everyone's asses. He's way better than all these other kids. But much like in Andor, where we get like ground level stuff, we're gonna see these kids talking to each other and get or see how the youths are like, see how the Empire is on their home planets, what they yeah. think about it, and it's like, oh, kind of scary. They're all for this. Th- the system works well for them. They don't care. But yeah. Han's like, this sucks. I actually know what it's like, and I'm way better than all of you. And everyone hates Han. But it's like that episode of Next Generation when Tom Paris, who is not Tom Paris, uh, and Wesley Crusher, they have that accident when they're flying there. Did somebody? No, did you? I'm looking I at you. I have never seen an episode no, of Star of Trek so, at all. I thought you of all people. No, no. no. I'm sorry. Oh no, well, I know more of what you're talking about than he does. There yeah. was that episode where Wesley yes. got in trouble because they did that like that maneuver they shouldn't have done, and yes. somebody died. Oh yeah. It's oh when John Luke like really lays into yes. Crush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, it's that stuff. Han's just doing things at the Naval Academy. He shouldn't be, but, but he is good enough. He's flying circles around everybody, and they finally had enough of this. And so they're going to kick him out to the ground yeah, troops. Yeah, it's like the, it's the, it's the, it's the Maverick. It's the, uh, yeah. it's Top Gun. It's yeah. like, or no, it's, it's like uh, Hal Jordan. Yes. It's like, yeah, you beat the robots, but like, you also destroyed a plane in the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I beat the robots. <laughs> Jacket, sunglasses, I'm a cool guy. So they're going to kick Han out. But at this point, we've seen in the life of the Naval Academy, we've seen them and the Wookiee slaves have been there. So he's like, much like you did and much like in the EU, they're like, I'm going to stage a, a breakout and, yeah. I, and I'm taking, and Chewie, it help, he breaks out the, the Wookiees and Chewie goes with him. Mm-hmm. So they fly away and they like get into like a freighter ship or like a, a freighter and they're like, Han, Han and, and, and Chewie outfly everybody there and get, get away. And during this flight, this this chase scene, we're going to see Han and Chewie working together, realize that, wait, you're how old? Oh, my God, you're really good at this. And Chewie's going to mention, like, a life debt, because it's never mentioned in the movie. Yeah. It's never mentioned. And it's, like, really freaking important mm-hmm. that it's mentioned, because that's why Chewie is still there. Yeah. So, like, so, he's like, I don't, no, no, we don't, it's we don't need to do that. It's also never explained... How Han knows some knows some Wookiee language? It's not explained. It's not. He just knows it. Everyone's like, "You know that?" And they're all. He's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, 
Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, <Sure>. movie. <laughs> Screw you, dude. <laughs> so Han and Chewie get away, and they become best. It's like we got. Well, first off, she was like, "Well, what do we do next?" Like, "Well, we got to get rid of the ship because we're obviously gonna track it." But like, we can just do whatever we want. We're free men. Let's just let's just go where the wind takes us. Yeah. So we flash forward. It's been like six to eight months. They have a different ship. It's not in any way a new ship. But it's just a different ship now, and they're flying, and they're getting done from a mission of just, like, hauling stuff. Yeah. They go into a spaceport on, like, a big space station, and they unload their goods. And then as they're, like, just checking in, like, figure out what we're going to do. Let's, let's go to grab a calf or something like that. Boba Fett shows up. Yeah. And Han's like, Boba Fett? Boba Fett's here? Where? And they take off because Han realizes he's still got the bounty on him from Corellia. Yeah. So now... Boba Fett is chasing Han and Chewie through this space station. And it's awesome. And they're dodging, they're weaving, Hell they're yeah. doing cool stuff. Love it. And eventually, Boba Fett's going to catch him. Yeah. Because he's Boba Fett. Because he's Boba Fett. So he takes, he's, he's like, I can kill the Wookiee. I've killed many Wookiees. Yeah. But I'm not going to because Voss wants to see you. Because Voss, is, is, you know, it's been a few years now, has also worked his way up. Ah, uh, okay. And so Voss is like, ah, Han, my old friend. Well, we have a choice on our hands, much like you did with Jabba. Yeah. You, I can kill you right now because you deserve it after you double-crossed me on Krell. I got into a lot of trouble that it took me a long time to work my way, way out of. Or you work for me. Or we go on a job and we can wipe, wipe your deck clean. I've got a job for you. Yeah. Okay, great. I'll do the job. Awesome. Then we go meet Lando. And because we need a ship. And much like in the movie, it's like, we need a ship. Let's get Lando's got a ship. A, I can play A bigger ship. I can play him for it. And now this time... Since we learned what's the rules of Sabacc earlier... The rules of Sabacc! We're going to have a rounder scene ah, nice. of Han playing Lando, but we're actually going to know what's going on. So, like, because we know what the cards are, and so we actually get the tension of it, and we're going to see Han's about to beat Lando after a really cool scene of, you know, everyone, you know, them yeah. beating everybody else, and then it's just Han and Lando playing one-on-one. And, like, oh, we... Han's about to win. And yeah. Lando's been, you know, it's, 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 it's so charismatic and stuff. This is great. This is, oh, this is a fantastic scene. We know Han's about to win. He puts his cards down. Awesome. Thanks for the ship. I really appreciate it. And then Lando wins. But wait, we just saw his cards. There's, Lando didn't have, oh, we know he cheated, but we didn't, we didn't see it. Is it weird that I don't like the choice that, that Lando's a cheater? Only when he needs to be. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just didn't. I also, man, I think it's maybe just a mental thing. I'm like, oh, cheaters. I think so. It really bothers me. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I'm like, you cheated to win? That's not. But. It's like my Slytherin of a wife. It's like, yeah, sometimes <laughs> yeah, you, you got to cheat. Hey. <laughs> I, 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 did, I didn't get caught, so yeah, that means I like, Sometimes, I, yeah, she, man, Kimberly, if you ever play a board game with Kimberly, you watch her like a hawk. She will cheat. <laughs> Anything to win. Anything to win. It's so <laughs> So Lando wins weirdly but I was like wait a second but Lando goes on this you know they take the ship they they go on but all they go with the ship and so on this mission now Lando being the pilot we got Han Chewie Voss is sticking around okay and also we need a little bit more help with it so uh other crew there's no L3 by the way other um other crew members to help on this mission we need a hacker droid so I'm making up a hacker droid his name is Null I don't know he's very mouthy Bosk is going to be there because oh, yeah. you need more muscle. Well, they did also mention Bosk. They did. Yeah, but he wouldn't work well with a Wookiee, though, because he's Trandoshan. I know. That's They actually want that to happen. Oh, They're okay. picking... And I was like, wait a second. 
oh, we, we need Bosk specifically for that reason. Gotcha. And someone else they also mentioned in this movie that didn't deserve what happened in this movie or off screen. Aura Singh is going to be the other person. Oh, yeah. She's just who got off screen pushed to her death by Beckett. Sure. <laughs> okay. Rude. Very rude. <laughs> a character with a lot of history. Like, oh yeah, you, you pushed her off something and you killed her. Good job. Character we just met. Okay. That's not how you give somebody shine. That's, <laughs> that's a load of bull. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, that's I'm not like an R Singh Stan, but like I know like that name that she's got a lot. You just push. Her. Come on, man. Anyways, now they're all gonna well, it's go. Like how Mace Windu technically got pushed out of a window, but we never saw. We never saw the body. <laughs> so now that we have the established group, Elam. we're all on the we're, <laughs> we're all on the Falcon, and now we go over the actual plan. We're gonna do the castle thing again. Yeah, because we have to. Because um, you have to. You have to. That's just the best part. But here's the plan. We're the planning scene for the Kessel run. We got to go to Kessel. We got to steal spice from the Pikes. Spice. We're going to... It tastes like cinnamon. <laughs> it makes you feel so good. Spice. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, the uh, Book of Love. <laughs> Get out of here, Book of Love. This relationship should be over. You don't know what you're doing. Get yeah, out of here. No matter what, no matter what galaxy spices in, it tastes like salmon. So, uh, basically, the 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 Kessel run. The Kessel's a they, they really go over it. Kessel is a planet inside the Maw, which is just a cluster of a bunch of really huge black holes. There's no monsters inside of it, but it's just it's all it's like it's gravitationally crazy in there. There's really no one set path because the black holes are just make you know it's really hard to navigate through all these black holes but the spice there is plentiful the pikes have in, are in charge of it it's also you know it's a spice mine but also slash the prison planet but the pikes are in charge of it we need to steal a big shipment of it here's the plan Voss, null and R. Singh will go into the uh, the control center talk their way through stuff uh bosk and chewy will kind of be like oh we got you some slaves as we're taking you know we just got the picking some up as we're taking some stuff off lando and han you guys are going to load the stuff we're going to talk our way. The plan is to talk our way through this and to pose as the people who are actually going to be the people who are supposed to be there. Yeah. We're, we're not, not, we're not trying to, to steal. Yes. We're, we are just going to take the pl- first step. We need to go take out the actual people who are going to do the, do the run. Yeah. We need to just get rid of them mm-hmm. and then we'll take their place. Go do the thing. So they show up to the mall like, okay, this is how we navigate. This is what the course is right now because everything changes. So like, okay, we, we, we navigate quickly. We get down there. Every, the plan is everything's working out. Han and Lando are moving the spice into the Falcon. Oh, or also we're going to see the Falcon's like storerooms. Yeah. Like, it's a freighter. We're actually going to see them load freight and how like the, and the fact that the Falcon can like load a bunch of stuff. It's got a lot of room in there yeah. to haul stuff. It's not just the, a couple of corridors and in, in, uh, in bedrooms we see. Yeah. There's lots of stuff there. We're actually going to see it. Meanwhile, Aura Singh, Aura Singh uh, Voss, and Null are in the control room, and Null is trying to mess with, you know, trying to sneakily boop, 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 you know, spin, the, spin the thing or whatever to, like, hacking, like, no, no, we're, we're supposed to be here, everything, like, to get rid of, like, the questions, like, wait a second, what happened to the other? Like, no, we're just going to be like, no, no, we're the ones that's supposed to be here. This is fine. Just to match up the data. And Voss is just trying to talk everybody through, talking through everything. Chewie and Boss go in, and you know they're waiting to give, you know, to make the, um, to make the 
Transocean and uh, Wookiee, you know, fight because they know it's going yes, to happen. Yes, yes, they're yes, going yes, to, yes. they're banking on it, um, and they're like to wait a certain time and then go for it so they can use that to like get everybody off. And the plan is like, oh no, these these slaves didn't work out. We'll take them back. We're really sorry. We thought they were going to work out. This is a diversion. Yeah. So everything seems to be going to plan until Voss goes off on his own to do something else that was not a part of the briefing. And that's when things start going south. Some, one of the Pikes figures out what's going on and Aura's trying to talk her way out of it, but this guy doesn't have it, is not having it. And then it just turns to a firefight in the control room. Voss shows up just as guns are drawn and then everyone starts firing. He's like, oh no, the plan's going to pop. Pew, 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 Where did pew, Voss go though? We'll see. Okay. So uh, they're like, oh no, oh no, what are you doing? And then one one of the dying pikes like finally like reaches for a button and hits the control like boop, boop, boop. Like, oh no, he just summoned the Empire because the pikes were working for the Empire to get the spice yeah, off man. planet. The so spice must flow. Exactly. So now the alert of the Empire, like, oh no, they gotta come and you know stop this thing because that's gonna interrupt this shipments to the Empire. So that's yeah. they have a vested interest in keeping this thing moving smoothly. So we got to get off this planet as fast as humanly possible. Let's go. So Chewie and the Bosk are fighting people, trying to get their way out. They're shooting everybody. Vosk is like, where the hell were you? Not, don't worry about it. Han and Lando are getting everything in. They get in the Falcon. They start flying off. And they're like, we got to get out of here before the Empire show up. And of course, they're just a little bit too late because here comes, you know, the Star Destroyer is like right there. It's like, oh, they try to talk their way out of it. It's not going to work because what Han realizes because he hears... He hears a, a familiar voice come through the comms. A familiar voice. A familiar voice. And it's one of his instructors from the Naval Academy who's in charge of that Star Destroyer. And oh, he's no. like, oh, this guy is an ass. He plays everything way too much by the book. We're not going to be able to talk our way out of this. And that's when TIE Fighters launch. And they get calmed. But it's like, all right, uh, you know, we're heal two or whatever they say. We're about to board you. And it's like, oh, wait a second. These are the guys I flew with at the Naval Academy. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. I got this. He pushes Lando out of the way. Trust me, I can. I can fly these. Yeah. I can fly circles around. These. So now Chewie and Han fly circles around these guys in the Tie Fighters and head into the Maelstrom. Yeah, dude. And this is where we get the twelve parsecs thing again. Yeah, dude. And so the Tie Fighters like straight up. Like, look, no matter how you feel about like these new movies, just watching the the Millennium Falcon just like kick ass. Just oh sure. It just it's awesome. <laughs> it's just it's good. Yeah. Yeah, when he lands that thing and just like skids on the landing things and like blasts, I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, get him. <laughs> there are moments in all of these things where pe- people are like, we can do rad cool stuff in Star Wars. If, what if we just did this and we just see them killing Imperials in like fun, cool ways? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, that was awesome. I mean, the rest of this movie is bad, but that part was cool. Yeah. So Han navigates the gravitational fields and decides to slingshot off after after flying circles around these guys and killing them by smashing into stuff. Um, he slingshots around the three, three three gravity wells of a black hole oh. to shoot him shoot him in the Falcon like out of the of the mall. That's pretty cool. It's it's really cool. You're going right into the black hole. It's like yeah, but the other black hole will save me, and then that third black hole. That's yeah. right. Yeah, the gravitational fields will will nail, uh, nail each other out, and if I could just yeah. if I can thread the needle. I should be all right. Black hole sun, magic <laughs> So they get out of the mall. They do it in 12 park sex. It's Watch amazing. Wash away your heart, black hole sun. 
Voss gives Won't him. You Voss gives him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, here comes Chewie with a chorus. <laughs> Voss gives him coordinates for where they're supposed to meet the contact. Han, uh, they let, they sat down. They unload the spice. Lando's like, "Great, bye." That was my part of it. I'm out of here. Lando leaves. You see ya. Lando leaves in the Falcon, leaving because <coughs> every, everybody survived there at the planet. And they at the, some big compound waiting for the contact to come out. And the comp and it turns out that the contact is actually Hondo Tanaka. Oh yeah. When is live action Hondo? I love that. Let's go. Yeah. We need live action Hondo. I really hope he shows up in Ahsoka. I really do. I'm really excited about this in yours. So Voss and Hondo are talking, and through this conversation, Han puts all the pieces together and realizes what the heck just happened. Because there was a lot of things that like didn't seem quite right about this mission. Sorry. I'm so sorry, everyone. Brian! I'm just so excited. Lock it up, Brian! Just so it up, Brian. Brian. It up, Brian! Hey, I'm friends with Jedi! <laughs> <laughs> so, through overhearing Voss and Hondo, Han's like, wait a second, this whole thing was a setup. You risked all of our lives to ruin this, the Pike's uh, operation in the Empire so the Empire would have cause to take over Kessel. That's where Voss went, to plant evidence. Oh, okay. To be like, oh, something stinky's going on here. To give the Empire, not only did the uh, spice shipment disappear, but also now there was planted evidence. Once the Empire shows up, to be like, what happened here? They're going to find... That he planted stuff and being like, you gotcha. guys are two-timing us. You're Because he's kind of like what Andor did. Like, we're taking over this company. Yeah. Congratulations, guy. You, you Try hard, Doug. You've caused this corporation to lose its license on this planet. Now the Empire yeah. is taking over. Uh-huh. The same thing's now happening to the Pikes on Kessel. Because gotcha. the Empire want the Maw. Oh. And they didn't want to fight for it. So they're using back channels and stuff cool. and smugglers to make a pretense for us for yeah. them just legal, legally taking it. Sure. So Han's like, I don't, this is not what Voss, we are square. I don't want anything to do with you. Chewie, let's get out of here. And Han's like, well, I got a ship. He feels like, great. After this, we're leaving. So a couple months later, everything's fine. Han and Chewie are on their own ship. Everything's like, okay, you know what? We still have one piece of unfinished business and they go find Lando and they play once again for the ship. And we see that, much like the movie, yeah. he doesn't have the, back, the card up his sleeve. And so we know Han wins. We don't have to see it. Yeah. And so they just fly off. That's great. That's great. And we're done. Hell yeah, man. And then there's a mid credit scene. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. And this is where I'm tying it straight into the EU. So at the... At the, the European the, Union? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> uh, on a Star Destroyer, uh, Mark... Grand Moff Tarkin, or Moff? Grand Moff Tarkin. Moff. Grand Moff. He's Moff. probably just regular Moff Tarkin. I think he's Moff Tarkin at this point. Yeah, we're still yeah, we're still about ten years away. He's on the bridge of a star destroyer in front of the Moff. It's like decently Moff Tarkin. <laughs> <laughs> Sufficiently Moff Tarkin. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, okay, begin the. He says, he just says begin the construction of the installation, because the Maw installation in the EU. It was where they built all the super weapons, mm. like the Sun Crusher. Oh, okay. And the laser for the star, uh, the Death Star. Yeah, because was nobody, built because then nobody could figure out what they were doing. Yep, and that it was a big deal. And also, the Maw is a much bigger deal in the EU, towards, especially towards the end of the EU. Although that part—that's where the Kraken lives. 
You're not release the dragon. Well, somebody something lived in the mall. Uh, did you ever get that far in the EU, Brian? No. Oh, there's actually. For all my EU nerds out there, I'll educate you guys real quick. The real the real far. reason for the it's like one of the, it's like the last series of books before Disney bought the last. Um, basically, the mall was constructed by. I know you didn't watch uh, Clone Wars. You watched Clone Wars, right? Remember that one little three-part episode when Ahsoka, uh, Anakin, and Obi-Wan like find that little floating pyramid or whatever, and they are transported to like that planet with the the Force Masters or whatever, yeah, uh, the people who were like the the brother, the son, the uh, mom, the, or whatever. The daughter. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There was like the mom or like the stepmom ghost super being or mm-hmm. force super being yeah. that was like super crazy evil and they created the maw as a prison for her mm. and she got out okay and that was the last series of like nine books or whatever interesting huh. uh, which is like all Fun. right but that so the <laughs> the maw's got a lot of, has a backstory there's a reason why the maw exists. I, look i love star wars so much and i love the i loved reading all those books but at some point it, it, everyone's like yes. well in eu i'm like I, everyone's like, man, I'm so bummed. I'm bummed out when they get, when they like decanonized all the EU. I'm like, yeah, there wasn't that much. The uh, it was mostly bathwater they threw out. It was not a ton of baby in there. Yeah. <laughs> after after the Vong War is like, and even the Vong War was like, like yeah, this is pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Look, but after, some, after that's like, oh, there's okay. maybe ten books in there that are pretty good, and the rest is like, what is going on? This is a stretch. This is, yeah. this is this is a fictional world. This is a stretch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It was feeling it was feeling its length at that point. Yeah, but yeah, this movie just needed to be just about Han, just about how he gained his skills and his like first couple of adventures out in the grand universe. Yeah, but I get it. I get, people like a love. I I kind of I don't know, and the, that was my frustration in fixing this one is that like I kind of understood all of their choices. I didn't love all of them, but I like I got it. I don't know. I don't know. I think this movie like this movie is actually like pretty sufficient. I think it just like had too much going against it. Oh, like it, that had nothing to do with the actual movie. Oh, sure. And I would really be interested to see what that original script was like. Yeah, would yeah. For real though. But yeah, this movie was uh, there this is probably one of the best um examples, excuse me, of um of a recent movie that was really messed with by the studio. Totally. There was a lot of studio interference with this movie. Yeah. And um for for good and ill. But uh, it would have been interesting to see what the original version was like before before it all came crashing down. Yeah, for real. And also just to see what this movie would have been like if they released it like... The original plan was a year later. It was huh. a year after Last Jedi. But someone's like, no, let's move it up to six months. And uh, some people were like, whoa, maybe I we should I probably could have benefited from uh, like six more months. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. It absolutely would have. Whew. Well, I think we fixed it. We did fix it. We nailed it. Got it. We both had Boba Fett in their movies. <laughs> Look, sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. I, don't no. Want to, I apologize so, for nothing. I put Boba sorry, Fett in not everything. Sorry. You, you're lucky that Boba Fett is in, in every single one of my fixes. Uh, how'd you fix Pride and Prejudice? Boba Fett. Excuse me, Mr. Darcy. How would you fix Eat, Pray, Love? It'd be Eat, Pray, Boba Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett, Boba Fett. Pray! <laughs> love! Uh. Love! Damn it! <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. 
this is uh, that's that's been our show. That is our show. Um, if you're uh, listening to this on any of the podcatcher places, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a nice little review, uh, maybe talk about uh, which classic novel you would put Boba Fett in in your review, <laughs> and leave us five stars. It actually goes a long way to uh, helping the show out, helping people find the program. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you wouldn't mind liking, subscribing, and hitting that bell, and doing that YouTube that you do so well. You, you know you know how to be you know how to be stewards to the internet you like just just to do the thing okay i'm not i'm not i'm not going to sit here and beg you know i'm not going to i'm not going to not doing it really yeah. you sound like you're begging Please. right <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to beg, Jay? Uh, <laughs> we love making the show, and we love that you guys love this show as much as we love making it. And uh, as we end every episode, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. It's the slow shot that came first that you never see coming. <laughs> Greedo. Yeah. I was surprised, to be honest. I was surprised Greedo wasn't, wasn't, in, the wasn't, in, wasn't in, in there yeah, somewhere. Sure. Somewhere. Otogata solo. Blam! Also, Andor has a 96%. Oh, uh, so, I feel so much better now I, that you I, remedied I, that. I, I understand I'm getting fired now. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the universe. Brian's fired, everybody. Bye! Good night! <laughs> <laughs> Blam! <laughs> Blam! Oh. Kimberly's home. Kimberly! Alright. 90 minutes.